0: you're listening to the take it from us podcast where creative entrepreneurs learn to lean into their passions and create a thriving business that impacts in a big way hosted by don charles and emily majors two photographers turned educators here to help you cultivate your dream career
1: we'll share our mistakes and successes both professionally and personally so that you can rise where we fell find inspiration within our wins and fast track to your brightest future Ready to be bold in your transformation and take your business to the next level? Take it from us. It all starts here.
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Take It From Us podcast. This is Dawn, and I'm here with Emily. Hi, Emily. Hello. Happy – what day is it? What's Wednesday? Wednesday. I don't even know. I'm Hump like – Hump day. It's
1: <laughs> yes. Amazing. I'm so
0: thrown off. I just got back from Mexico, and I feel like I'm still like
1: – you're on
0: like a vacation Mexico. mode. I'm on tropical time.
1: I'm dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I was still
0: there. Um. Okay, today we are doing something totally different from what we've ever done before. And Emily and I, before this, jotted down some questions for each other that are super random, don't necessarily have to do with photography, but are kind of a mix of deep, surface-level, fun, lighthearted and like business questions just all over the map and we don't know what each other's questions are so we're just gonna (laughs) go back and forth and ask each other these random questions that we've put together to get to know each other a little better and let you guys get to know us a little better and just have a fun random episode amongst all of the more serious educational episodes.
1: Amazing! I seriously like. I can't wait because I think our personalities are going to shine through our questions. And (laughs) like, oh, Emily would ask that, and oh, Dawn would ask that. But I have a question (laughs) for you first. That's not one of my questions. Do you think that your like you know the answers to your questions? Like questions I'm asking you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I think I know maybe a couple, but not. (laughs) I I feel like I can guess, like, the direction that some of your answers will go, but I don't know exactly how you'll answer them. So these aren't things that I, like, already know about you. Like, oh, what's your favorite animal? Dogs. Like, duh. (laughs) These are things that, like, oh, I'll probably understand you a little better and get to know you a little better. So do you think you know the answers to my questions?
1: I, I guess I kind of feel the same way. There's some that I'm definitely, like, yes, but there's some that, like, I know what you'll, yeah, like you said, the direction, but I'm like intrigued to hear like what your actual answer will be.
0: So yeah. this will be fun. I'm also curious to see like who goes for more like deep questions and who goes for more lighthearted. <laughs> I feel like usually I'd go for lighthearted, but I kind of got a little deep with mine. So we'll see. I'll oh this my God, goes. This might turn into a therapy session. Perfect. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. All right. Let's dive in. All right. First question, what's your most embarrassing moment either in your oh. business or just personally, however you want to
1: take that? Oh my gosh. Wow. This is a good one. Um, I have, I have one for both actually. Okay. My most embarrassing moment in my business was definitely when I, this was before I ever asked like questions about family dynamics and I put mom and dad next to each other like super close for an individual photo and they literally hadn't talked for years like they were not they were not <laughs> uh they were not uh, compatible or like cordial or any of the things and everybody was like mortified looking at me like no like trying to dissolve the situation and I was just standing there like okay um so that was really awkward and embarrassing and I guess personally oh man I feel like I was just flooded with so many personal embarrassing moments, which says a lot, but <laughs> one that comes to mind, which I've actually already shared, so I'll say two, but was definitely being a Munchkin in The Wizard of Oz play as the tallest kid in the class, yes um this is my favorite I just can't like I, my best friend was Dorothy, my sister was Dorothy, and when she did the play two years before me, so I really just you know I was you really thought you're gonna be
0: Dorothy and you're yeah one hundred percent, I'm
1: such a Dorothy. So yeah, anyway, I was a munchkin and the kid next to me forgot his lines and we only had like two. So I was just like really upset. I was like, wow, you ruined this for me. Um, (laughs) So that was pretty embarrassing. But also um, it was embarrassing when I was at my friend's house. This is kind of sad, but also funny and embarrassing. But like I used to have a lot of anxiety around um, rain. Like if it was raining, I thought it was going to flood when I was a kid. So I was like, I have to be with my parents because if it floods, we got to be together. So I was at my friend's house down the street on the street that we lived in. They watched me, um, like after school and such. But I think it was around the time that my parents were home and I was staying later just to play with my friend and it started raining. And I literally ran out of my friend's house and her mom was like screaming after me, like, Emily! like <laughs> and I was like, it's raining. And like just like <laughs> so afraid, and that was embarrassing because they thought that I was crazy. But um, yeah, I was just a scared little kid. So Sad. it's okay. Sad.
0: <laughs> Glad you survived. The rain. I did.
1: I did. And I think it's embarrassing now because I'm like, that's just funny. It's just funny. I have a lot of things that could be embarrassing, but they're actually just funny. Um. Okay. Great question. My first question for you is: When did you know you wanted to marry Tommy? Oh,
0: when did I know? I don't even know. Um
1: <laughs> You're like, I still don't know. Just I still I'm like
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> You guys I, were friends first yeah, for we a were. while, right?
0: We were friends for like a year and then we dated unofficially for like six months, and then we went out to we were celebrating his sheriff's graduation or from the Sheriff's Academy, and we went out with his family got a little too wild (laughs) that night. I told him I loved him for the first night or for the first time. Um, And so that's, I think when, and we weren't even officially dating. We started officially dating like two days later. So that's probably when I knew we were just like having so much fun together with his family. He says that's his favorite night ever. And our wedding is a close second to that night. So yeah, that was probably... That was definitely when I knew that I loved him. So I guess maybe that was when I knew I wanted to marry him too cuz from there it just like we just I don't know, got even closer. And I <laughs> fell so deeply
1: in love. Yeah, beautiful yes. love story. I know. Oh man, your odd. wedding was a second. That's uh, I know, that's sad. I, at least at at you were at wedding, the first. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> true. <laughs> <Could> you imagine <laughs> yeah, that one day with my me. family was way better than. <laughs>
0: I know. Uh yeah. So either that or he took me on a date for my birthday when we were just like unofficially dating. Um, and I mean, by that, I, we were like dating, but not boyfriend and girlfriend or like Facebook official back then was like a Which thing. Which is important. Um, yes. So uh, we had been dating for a couple of months and he took me on this date for my birthday and we went to um, – the top of the Hyatt in downtown San Diego, which is like this roof or it's like a bar on the uh like 30th or something floor and it has a 360 view of downtown San Diego. And then um and it was all a surprise. He loves to surprise me like anytime he takes me on a date, even if it's like Pizza Hut, he's like, it's a surprise, can't tell you where we're going. <laughs> um, and so we went there and then um we went to the melting pot, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he took me t- across the bridge to Coronado Island and we just like walked around in the dark. It was like totally empty and quiet. And we ended up on this little beach there at night. And there were all these like fish coming out of the water and like burying in the sand. And we just like sat there and <laughs> watched these fish. And um yeah, I-, I feel like that was like depressing. The best- It was (laughs) no, they were like mating or something. Okay, they weren't dying. Dying Um, um, So we were just like sitting on the shore, like in the dark with no one around, and it was just really sweet. And then we listened to Blink One Eighty Two the whole way home, and that was like eight years ago. And somehow I remember like every moment of it, and it was my favorite date with him.
1: So, oh, that's so sweet. Um, listen up, Tommy. Go ahead and recreate that date, but make it better.
0: Try to top it. It's been like eight years. (laughs) Try
1: to top it. I love that. As photographers, we know that editing is half the battle when it comes to nailing our style. If you struggle with achieving the perfect tones in your images, I have the perfect solution for you. I teamed up with Dawn to create a DC Presets collaboration pack full of dreamy presets for your professional or mobile images. Introducing Redwood Presets, available for Lightroom, Adobe Camera Raw, and Lightroom Mobile. These one-of-a-kind presets are warm and cinematic, yet natural and true to life. Redwood presets include six color and two black and white presets, an installation guide and editing tutorial. Ready to bring some magic to your images? Use code TAKEITFROMUS to get Redwood presets for 15% off at emilymajors.com slash presets. That's emilymajors.com slash presets code TAKEITFROMUS. We can't wait to see what you create.
0: What has been the biggest struggle for you in your business?
1: Mm, That's good. Um, I think just like having a million ideas of how I want my business to like run and where I want it to go and new ideas that I come up with. And I think like learn or understanding how to like manage my time well. And like, um, like I've mentioned before on the podcast, like I feel like when I have too many things at once, like on my plate, I get overwhelmed and sometimes I shut down and like, don't do anything. I'll just like distract myself instead of actually getting stuff done. So I feel like overwhelm has been a big thing. So over the years, definitely learning how to like piece apart my like workload to make it like tangible um, and like actually something that can like how I can actually do it properly and get stuff done and like accomplish something like piece by piece. And um, that feels really good. So I feel like that's always been a challenge for me of just like wanting to, or, or like on the other side of that, just wanting to like launch something that I'm excited about and passionate about instead of like knowing that it takes a lot of time to create and market and all that stuff. Like I just want to like share everything with the world or whatever. So I feel like that's just been, that's been a challenge for sure. is just like learning how to like reel it in, know that things take time, having patience and Kind of just like distributing my workload for like success, which I love that we've talked about with Hannah on this podcast about like, you know, batch working and just like, you know, taking like organizing things in small chunks and completing your to do list for the day rather than just always trying to complete your long list and little things like that.
0: Totally. I relate to that too.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Okay. What was it like becoming a mom? Like one day you're married. And then the next you're a mom and you're like, life has changed. So like, did you have anxiety around it? Were you ready to be a mom? I mean, no one's ever ready, but you know what I mean? Like, were you like, I can't wait for this. I'm super stoked. Or was it just like the scariest thing you've ever done?
0: I like wasn't scared at all. And looking back, I probably should have been. But um, we had talked about having kids, like even when we were dating and obviously like we planned to wait a while, but we were like so excited and so looking forward to starting a family. So when we got married, we said that we would wait a year to start trying. And then we realized like six months later, if we wait a year, I would be due in the middle of wedding season. So we're like, all right, we either start trying now or we wait like a year and a half or whatever it was from our wedding. So we were like, all right, I guess we're trying now. We don't want to wait another year. So um, we just kind of like dove into it without really knowing what we were getting ourselves into, but we just knew that's something we wanted and something we were really excited about. And we did it all while being far away from any family and in a new state without any friends. So it definitely was a struggle. And A challenge and a big learning curve balancing raising our first child with like my business and having just moved from a different state and Tommy starting a new job but we never knew any differently like it's not like we had a lot of help before and then moved away from family and so we just kind of figured it out and it's all worked out great and obviously it went well enough that we decided to do it two more times so Yeah. um, yeah it I wasn't scared and um it ended up turning out okay.
1: <laughs> but it's really amazing. There's
0: definitely a lot that we learned along the way.
1: Well, I think that's huge that you also like didn't have anybody around and kind of like were f- in a way forced to make it work and happen and all that, but like what an amazing like opportunity I guess, like in the long run to just be like in fully independent from that and like I don't know, you're a badass mom, so. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh if you could live anywhere else and start a whole new life, where would you live
1: and what would you do? Oh
0: my gosh. That's such a good question.
1: And this is like obviously no fear, no like nothing. Fear, is
0: in- finances, family ties, all of that, not an option. You wake okay. up and you have a whole new life somewhere else and you're doing a different job.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, that's kind of exciting. I think uh Italy. Like I would definitely just go and like live in like the countryside of Italy or like the countryside of England. Like I'm just thinking like, yeah, countryside living in a different country, um, where I would in this situation be fully fluent in that language. Well, Italian, you know, England. I I already know that one. (laughs) I would be fully fluent immediately. Um, And what would I do? For some reason, what came into my mind first was like I'd have like a floral shop. But that's I don't what know I was why.
0: thinking. I don't know <gasps> if I was thinking that you would do that or I would do that, but that's Amazing. what was in my head.
1: That's literally what I would do. But then, I, of oh course, gosh. you know, I would probably like volunteer at the post office or something.
0: Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dead. I like that question. Thanks. Um. Okay. What is a small goal and big goal you have for your business like in the future or now, but like just off the top of your head? What is a small goal and a big goal?
0: Oh, man. Um small goal. I think like it just currently is to get back into a routine. And I don't even know if this is a goal. This is just something I'm focusing on right now because it's been hard to, okay. (laughs) It's been hard to get back into that after having a baby. And right now I'm three months postpartum and I haven't found that routine or like drive that I had before she was born. So to just kind of get back into a flow um and prioritize, you know, time manage well. Um as far as a big goal, I would say I mean my focus has shifted to be more about um like lifestyle content and um sharing more of my personal life and stuff and making that profitable and then also to focus more on nurturing the community of rise and um pouring into the students that are currently in there and I feel like I haven't had a chance to do that because I've been like both of those things have kind of been on the back burner because I've been focusing on like other launches and prepping for maternity leave and all these things so I would love to make both of those part of my systems and make it more sustainable and really grow the community of Rise Academy
1: I love that. I knew you were going to say rise i was I was thinking it the whole time because I just feel like that is such a big thing and it's an amazing thing, and it nice. has so much like it's grown so much, but it has even more potential, and like I know you're really passionate about it, so I love yeah. that yeah
0: yeah. I know that's kind of like a not a very specific goal. And in our goal setting episode, we talk about making it specific, but those are kind of just like my. Yeah.
1: Do we need to flip the roles right where now? I give you therapy on how I to know, make this very I know. specific?
0: <laughs> I have other personal goals that I could tell you that are very specific, but these ones <laughs> hmm. I need I like to figure those. out what they are. I'm just in such a like season of transition with my business that I'm still kind of figuring out like what my goals and focuses and like strategies are. So, absolutely.
1: That yeah. takes time. Be patient yeah. with yourself. You can do it. Totally.
0: Running your own business is hard, but Honeybook makes it easy. As business owners, we juggle a dozen titles and feel like we have to do everything on our own. When I first started my business, I was overwhelmed by all the admin work and trying to keep track of all my clients. That's until I discovered Honeybook. HoneyBook is hands down one of the best investments I've ever made for my business. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work, simplify your to-do list, and free up your plate to focus on your bigger business goals. Try HoneyBook today for 50% off your first year at share.honeybook.com slash take it from us. That's share.honeybook.com slash take it from
1: us. What's a shoot that you're most proud of? Oh, someone asked me this the other day, and I was like, there's so many. Like, I love, they're all so different. So, that's a really hard, that's really hard. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, I feel like I could, I don't have an answer for that.
0: Okay. If you could like feature one shoot right now
1: in the show notes. <laughs> Which one would you pick? Um, I think right now, one that comes to mind is um, the elopement that I just did on the Oregon coast. Yeah, I, I it was, it was so like different and romantic and um, just like the elements, like literally the wind and rain and all that played such like a really cool like part in it and like how it was all like the intentionality behind it from the couple and just like how the day flowed. Like, I don't know, I kind of went into it with like, okay, I'm going to show up and I'm going to capture things. And I kind of took all the pressure off myself of like to-dos and all that. And it kind of just was like some of my favorite images. And I love that when we like, how funny it is when we just kind of let go. It really, like you produce work that you're really proud of. And um, yeah, I feel like it was just so cool to like witness their love and their day unfold, but also be a part of it in like creating art from like, from my soul, I guess, rather than just like running through the motions or feeling like stressed or rushed through a wedding day, which doesn't happen often anymore after, you know, years of being in this industry. But yeah, I would say that one.
0: Was yeah. The good one. That's the one that was in my head when I was writing the oh, question. So amazing, love it. Love it.
1: Okay. Um, what does the perfect day from start to finish look like for you? Oh, gosh. Again, nothing, no resources are, like, a factor.
0: (laughs) Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, (laughs) uh, where do I even begin? Um, Probably back in Mexico on the beach. Um, Or just, like, somewhere. As an Enneagram 9, I am all about, like, peace, comfort, relaxation. So I think something – like, my ideal vacation is – Somewhere really like relaxing with nice sunny weather and getting like a massage, going for a walk, going out to dinner, maybe like some live music and some drinks. So probably something along those lines.
1: So you lived your perfect day last week. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Love it. I thought reading would be in there somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah. Probably reading on the beach. Amazing. With a margarita and then getting a massage then
1: are your you know. kids and husband in this picture but like fully absolutely behaving absolutely not <laughs> I'm <just> oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i was like are they like in a perfect world fully behaving manners like yes. anything you say you yep. don't have to worry tommy's just like fanning me with a palm frond oh, yes you know that he would do that <laughs> just for the, like the picture of him though it would be Harper's all about him. feeding me grapes yep. yes <laughs> Remy's, like, perfectly asleep, just, yeah. like, cocooned. In- just, like, laying on my chest. Yeah. Yeah, great. Perfect okay. day. Okay. Um, if you could go back and give your teenage self advice, what would you say? Oh, I love this question. I'm I'm actually going to go back a little further to my 7-year-old self. There you go. I'm going to talk to my 7-year-old self, and I would just tell her that, like, everything – Everything that, like, you're feeling – well, first of all, I'd tell her that her feelings are valid because I don't think that my feelings were validated when I was a kid. Like, in my anxiety and such – this is getting a little deep – but, like, that, like, what I'm feeling is, like, real and valid and, like, you know, not, like, fake or something to just dismiss and, like, throw off or whatever. But I also would just, like, give her a hug and tell her that, like, she's bound for greatness oh, and that. <laughs> that she is – um yeah safe and grounded and um not actually grounded because I would take that and cry probably um (laughs) like just that yeah that that it gets better um and that there's like resources out there and that like she's free to just be a kid because she doesn't have to like take on the world's problems at her age and um I think I knew that like my parents definitely showed me that but I still like felt like I just needed to solve everything and um yeah. So yeah, that's what I would tell her. And I would Aww. just like give her a hug and also probably take her to like Madewell, not <laughs> limited to. Yeah. Good
0: call. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. Okay. That, like makes me want to say that to my kids. Uh, like, do all that. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's been so fun to be able to like say those things to story too and like encourage her from like wh- what I wished I had when I was a kid. And like, yeah. again, this is like in my personal, like my head, my parents were incredible and like all that. So it's not like I was just neglected, but like in the anxieties that I had, like what I wish I would have heard. Um, Totally. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you. What is one thing you think our industry needs more of? Willingness to help people from a genuine place and not just
0: like create courses to get people's money, which not, I don't necessarily like think everyone is doing that, but, um, I just know when I first started, I felt lost and alone until someone gave me the opportunity to like come alongside them and learn from them and genuinely wanted to help me. And I think without that, I wouldn't have gotten my business to the place that it's at. So just people who have a heart for community and helping teach others and not from a place of like being in a profit mindset, but more yeah. from just genuine care. And, um, yeah, I, I think that if we all just laid down our like competition, I know like community over competition is a very overused phrase, but it. I love the meaning behind it because there really is enough work to go around for all of us and like getting out of the scarcity mindset that, you know, we're in this rat race and we're all trying to compete and get the job and, um, not share our secrets or be better than the next person and compare ourselves. But instead, like I've never lost anything from helping other photographers or other people in my community, um, like only good things have come from that, for me and for others. So I think if we just had more people that were genuinely selfless and eagerly trying to help each other, um, we would all be in a
1: better place. Ugh, amen. What a great, <laughs> what a great way to end this episode. That was so good, and I agree. Um, just together we rise. Really, just I think that's the motto. Totally. Um, Amazing. Well, this was fun. Um, maybe we should do this more often and just randomly throw this stuff in here. Yeah. Um, thanks for entertaining and listening to us today, guys. I hope this was entertaining for you. And um, yeah, we're just thankful for all of you guys and hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week.